Hey. One, two, three, in the place to be. Is that a real song? I don't know, maybe. Do we now have to pay like legal fees? Yeah, probably. Oh, We've got okay. to pay a percentage now because we sang a song. Uh oh. One, two, three, we're in the place to be. But that's probably quite accurate, actually. Because we are in the place where we should be. We are. This is actually <laughs> our thing, you know. We're knackered. <laughs> We have had you are actually, such yes. a wicked weekend. Oh, yeah. We really did. We were at the South Coast Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, what? I heard something. Okay. You're, uh, fri- anyway. you're frightened of the dark. Yes. Because it's nighttime Fear of out the there dark. now. Okay. Yeah, so we were at the South Coast Summit. Uh, yes. We arrived there on Thursday. And on Friday, we had a spectacular workshop yes on the boring subject of the big g word big g word top g governance g, g spot governance the governance spot yes okay <laughs> which does not sound that sexy <laughs> <laughs> hey baby i found your governance spot uh, no maybe no mm. but at this point i the, like the good below talk already. but this is no, this yeah. is going out of control. But anyway, we uh, we were better behaved than that on Friday. Well, but that we was during the workshop. That was during the workshop. Because after the workshop... Then we had party, party, party. We had a fantastic whiskey tasting. Oh, we did, yes. I that we did, that. yes. Thank you, Corview. It was really very, very good. Yes. So we had 11 or 12 people there. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we should say we had 35 people. 3,500 3, people. 3,500 people at our fifth birthday party whiskey tasting. Yes. Where we tasted three old favorites. Yep. Exactly. We did Kayo, the Kayo, the um, Uncle, Uncle Nearest, Nearest, and the uh, fantastic 18 year old Lecce. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Oh. So that was good, and people enjoyed it. And did mm-hmm. a good shout out. Then we had the dinner, Friday dinner. The gala. The gala dinner. Yes. We had two winners on our table. Is that right? Uh, yes. We had Laura GB. Yep. And we had uh, Sarah, Sarah Fenner. Fenner. Yeah. Yep. So big shout out to you guys. Rock and roll. I suppose we should also say that we are now finalists. Uh, yes. Today. We are finalists. It's been announced today to the ESPC Community Awards. Whoop, whoop. Boop, 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 boop. Best, best, best podcast in one, the world. One, two, three. ever, ever, yes, ever, yeah. So we are in. It is stiff competition, though. <laughs> but I think third is acceptable. Um. Uh, yes. Setting well, expectations. We made it to the big table. We did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're a, we're so far a near award winning po- uh, podcast. We are an um, how do you nominated call podcast. Nominated. No, finalist. <laughs> awesome. An award, an award finalist podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yes, we uh, did that. So, the people that kind of nominated, we do thank you. Um, oh, that was you, wasn't it, Marine? Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> no, no. I, I know that a few other people nominated yeah, us as well. So, that was quite cool. Um, yeah. So, we may well have to go for another dinner there in Amsterdam. Oh, poor us. I know. We'll struggle. Uh, all we'll those struggle. dinners. 
So that was that. Uh, and then, of course, the Saturday itself was really cool. There was yes. some awesome presentations. And uh, Aaron and... Nathan. Nathan, thank you. I wanted to say his nickname from the WhatsApp channel, but I thought I'd hold that one back. Mm, no. Let's not go there. No. Um, but yes, guys, rock and roll. That was very, very cool event. Um, yeah. Felt like a real conference. Not just yes. a community day. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was great stuff. And then we had a fabulous road trip back. Yes. Yeah, we took the long way home. <laughs> we did. A really <laughs> long way home. So just instead of going driving back from the beautiful Farnborough to Dover to take our boat, we decided to have lunch in beautiful Brighton. Yeah, we thought we'd hit the coast. Yeah. And it took us all day, <laughs> 12 hours. Something like that, 12 yes. hours to drive back. But we did yeah. spend an hour and a half, more than an hour and a half in Brighton itself, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, walking down the pier, being typical British tourists, yeah. eating fish and chips. the most awesome fish and chips yeah. I've ever tasted. And uh, putting some money into the slot machines and losing it all. Yep, very fast. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, that was quite fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, uh, and just talking about shit we were going to do. Oh, geez, all the ideas that we came up with. Yes. If only we'd wrote them down. Uh, Yes, if only we can remember what they were. Yeah, it was part Mm -hmm. of the fun. One thing we did uh, decide we were going to do, though, and we've been chatting about it, was we wanted to talk about applications on the Microsoft 365 space and all the kind of problems surrounding them. Um, All the problems? That's going to be a long podcast. All right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right, I am tired, not feeling very well. So let's say all of the challenges around them. Still a very long list. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is a very long list. Oh, no. Well, let's just finish off some of the other stories because Saturday we are busy again. Uh, yes. But Curl by the days. time the podcast comes out, that should have, that will probably be yesterday. Yeah, so yesterday like yes. we were at Colab Days in Brussels. Yes. To have another amazing presentation. And dinner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You talked about the 70%. 70% project failure rate is fake news. Yeah. Yes, that's what I spoke about. It's going to be very, very interesting. And yeah. what did you speak about yesterday? Um, about list forms. If you want to prettify them, you can do that with either some JSON or with Power Apps. Oh, okay. And I'm going to do that session together with Anouk. I, uh, I, I did that session yesterday with Anouk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you've probably worked out. We're kind of on a Tuesday uh, between sessions. So we're yeah. ahead of Colab Brussels and behind um, uh, uh, South Coast Summit. Yeah. So that was cool. All right. Good, 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 good. So this, this gem of an idea started off when uh, you blasted out a f- statement that said, yeah, those 600 apps in Microsoft 365. And and then it was two days later, and I kind of then asked the question: Are there really six hundred apps in Microsoft Three Sixty Five? Because you know it. Uh, uh, yeah, you basically your brain wasn't in gear, but there are a lot of them. Yes, absolutely. And then also uh, during the workshop, one of the uh, ideas that one uh, one of the questions that uh, challenges a person a challenge that a person had. Um, I think it was Louise. Um, that came up with that question, like, how do I? Um, 
How do you? I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> How do you uh, keep up to date with all these applications? No, that's not what the problem was. How do you deal with all the changes? That yeah, yeah, with thing, all the updates, it? with all the yeah. updates. Yes, exactly. That was it. Yes. So yeah, so in talking about the, in talking about all of those capacities, we sat there thinking about the different kinds of apps we have, and then the different kinds of problems we've had. So, and we're also both MVPs, so we also get access to early versions uh, of some of these software to test and train. So, yep. not only do you have the published versions of these apps, you also have a whole program for preview apps and and everything else. Mm -hmm. yep. So, I think six hundred might have been conservative. <laughs> maybe maybe no, maybe not no 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 so um actually how microsoft drives these things is they build something um or they make some mock-ups they present it internally at some point they will also present it to mvps um to ask their feedback like yeah. this is what we're thinking about but we could build it in three different ways which way do you think we should go? And we can then give them feedback. And when they build it, uh, Microsoft uses it internally. So their customer the zero. In a, in a, in a ring. Uh, yes, so that's Just ring, next ring to that zero. Spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ring zero. Ring zero. Yes. G spot, um, ring zero. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't resist that no, association. No, I get it. Um, Listen, we have we got Goldcock and Pussy Galore over the last the last podcast. We have a, true. a yes. long way to try and beat that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. dirty piece of smutty podcast. If you haven't read it, listened to it, it's very funny. We actually got some really good comments about we did, that. Yes. yes. So thanks, Kevin. I know I didn't did a didn't do a shout out last episode when we were talking about goals. I will do a shout out today. Thank you for your <laughs> wonderful kitten complaint <laughs> he's complained that he was laughing in the supermarket when our furry pussycat came running in the middle of the podcast oh. and uh, he started giggling and people wondering what he was doing beautiful it's probably just the first time he's noticed it because i'm sure people look at kevin and go is he all right <laughs> oh, behave behave behave, behave. Anyway, oh, we had a great back to ring zero yes ring zero and at some point microsoft will also roll it out to uh, a number of uh, companies that want to be like early testers of this. Yep. Uh, I know my previous customer did some of these uh, things. So they were, for example, um, invested in Viva Amplify. Yep. They were part of the uh, team that was testing it and had weekly meetings with Microsoft to talk about the progress and i was i was talking to my releases. old boss last week um oh. and um she won't listen so i can say uh Ilse, obviously you're not listening to me because you never listen to my podcast i don't know why i take you out for lunch really uh but there you go um, but anyway she's in the loop or her company is in the loop for um uh testing copilot all right, cool. Yeah. So, so I, I know that Avanard, for example, as a company, they also yeah. uh, do this. Yeah. So, yeah, there's... Uh, so so we see the process. We know yeah. it works. Yeah. And then at some point, it will become... Uh, I, well, that's going to be the private release. And uh, then later will come the, pri the public release. 
the, the public preview, preview. yes yeah. private preview public preview but and you can get access to all of the released changes or the pre-release changes by making yourself a previewer on your tenant for example um, and then there are programs on, of course, uh, Office Tools mm-hmm. in the Insider series. Yeah. So there are ways of getting to these applications if you want to understand what's coming down the line. Mm-hmm. But we'll perhaps get into some of that later because it yep. has its own issues and problems as well. So let's just talk about some numbers for a little bit, which is where we started off with this whole process. Mm-hmm. So um, you you obviously use Matt's periodic table a lot. Yes. So Matt Wade... Uh, thank you for building this. The Office 365 periodic table um, is um, an, a graphic. It's not completely up to date with all the new applications that are now in there. And I'm guessing for the next two weeks, it will not be updated because Matt has just um, uh, is just married oh, good over you. the weekend. So well, yeah, congratulations. to do on Monday once you have passed the weekend. <laughs> So congratulations, Matt. Um, but I'm, I'm using that uh, every time I'm talking about Office 365. That is my go-to image uh, to explain what it is, what it does. Yep. And uh, that has a grand number of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Keep talking while I'm uh, talking. Very interesting six, content, seven, eight, yes. Nine, <laughs> Just to see if you can uh, count to 44. Eight, Makes total 40, sense. 48. 48. But we need to... 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54. But we need to take out a few. Why? You don't... Why the apps? Because Yammer and Viva Engage are both on there. So, so are you telling me that Matt's table is not accurate? Yes. Oh, Matt. He was your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, no. And it's difficult to keep that up to date because even like in last month, we've got three new applications that that came out. Yeah. So it's difficult to keep that up to date. So there's 44-ish plus the two new ones, 46-ish. There's around 50 apps. Exactly. Because yeah. I don't know whether the I don't know whether the apps on here like project is on here. Yes, on the bottom. On the bottom. In the middle, bottom middle. Um, project for web. That's not project. That's project. It's not project. It's MS project with your MS project and your um, that's roadmap. project for web. It's just a silly front end. It's, it's not, not a real project. You had a seminar on it on Saturday. Yes, exactly. How many versions of project did you see in that seminar? Well, Shirak is going to be listening to this. Ooh. So you were there and you saw him present how many versions of project? The one. Oh, is that all he did? Yes. Yeah, but no, I'm not going to go there because I can't remember them all of myself. But there are a number of different projects. Yeah, you got the project server from the old days where you yeah, can... Then you get the project app and then you get web, web for project or project for web they're different okay as i said to shirag as well i haven't touched ms project in 10 years so neither have i but i'm fairly certain that they are project Uh, they're different but that's okay let's um, let you talk while i go find out (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 so um there are so many apps yeah so there's project professional and there's the management software. Yeah, there's loads. 
Okay. There's there's loads. But then again, if we talk to Dynamics, how many Dynamic apps we've got? Yeah, we've only yeah, got exactly. Dynamics on there once. Yeah, you've got Dynamics Field Services, you've got Dynamics HR, you've got Dynamics... you got Visio. Thingamajig. Visio wasn't on there. Visio is on there. Visio on the right. On oh. Visio is on the table. Where? Where? That's Visio for web? Yes. What about That's Visio, Visio for, for Oh, you're looking going, he's off again. He's oh, going to say God. it again. Yes. No. There's also Word for web. And so that's and two. Excel for web. That's right, yes. And OneNote for web. <laughs> Do you <laughs> also want to like, shout them uh, out? Uh, okay, no. yeah. Is there more? Um, uh, no, I'm absolutely serious because we're talking about how much work they take to do. You would not say to people, hey, come on a training course and I will teach you both the web version and the desktop version. And you would teach them the differences between the two. They're different. Fair point. Yes, they are different. Yes. So, True. 50. So now we're up to 60, 65? At least, yes. Told you. Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm waking up now. Oh, good. I'm no, good. Yes. The point is that if we are talking about how we roll these applications out, okay, so... You go to uh, MS Teams and you see you go to the file or somebody sends you shares your link and you click on mm-hmm. Word or you click on PowerPoint. Yeah. Okay, you're th- at that point you're not running the Office versions of of uh, PowerPoint or Word. You're running the Word on the web, PowerPoint on the web versions inside the Teams application. Then you're going to open it out because there are some features that are not missing. I've got caught out in the last three or four days doing PowerPoint presentations and thinking to myself, this has changed. This is not the same as it used to be. And then suddenly realize that you're I'm still in Teams and so I'm yeah. in the web version of it. Yeah. And you it know that there's a, a toggle annoying. that you can say like open everything in the actual I've, application. I know, I've tried to turn that on and it hasn't worked so far. But I think that's okay. because I'm in new Teams and so, you know. Mm. Okay. And, and there's another one. So is Teams and New Teams the same app? Well, does it have the same functionality? Nope. It doesn't? No. Why not? Uh, chat's upside down. No, you, these days there's a toggle to say upside oh. down or bottom the, up. And that's or on the old down. one, is it? No, it's on the new one. Ah, so it is different. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it's different because oh, you can now all do feel sorry for you by extra. the end of this podcast. All right, Outlook then and new Outlook, same or different? Here's a clue. Think back to MS Teams. <laughs> <laughs> different? No, basically it does the same thing. It allows you to handle your email. So does Gmail. Do I exactly. roll that one out? Is it the yeah. same or different? Well, if you know one Teams, uh, if you know one email client, you can probably work with all the other ones pretty similarly because they all have an inbox. You can all create a new email, send it out. You will always have a two CC, maybe a BCC, a subject, a body. What's you, the worst car in the world you could drive? The Lada Neva. All right. So um, <laughs> I don't know. If we swap out your Rover Evo to the Lada Neva, then you'd be a happy bunny because they basically do the same thing. No, 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 no. The question <laughs> is, can I get croissants on a Sunday morning 
driving my Range Rover or driving this crappy Lada Niva? Both. I can. Because if you give me the keys to your car, I can just jump into your car and I can drive that car. I don't need to have a special course. So why bother then? So, so as far as you're concerned, all cars are the same. They all have a steering wheel. They all have two or three paddles. They're all the same then? They work kind of the same. Really? So if I got in my Lada Neva, went down the motorway and turned on my cruise control, oh, <laughs> there isn't cruise control. No, of course not. No. Okay. But they, you can get there at the, in, in each of these cars. Yeah. Not in the same... Gracious way, of course. Okay, so but, uh, would you teach the? Would you have to teach people to drive your car differently to the first one? No. Operate it. To do the basic stuff? No. Gear stick. Gear stick versus automatic? Yes, that's that's the difference. True. But you're telling me they're the same. I know I'm being an ass. That's the I know, point there. and the the thing for the side for the lights to the left and the right that's probably gonna be somewhere so else. Everything as well. needs an adjustment. If you yes, buy a new of car, course. you've got to kind of adjust where you're going. True. There's no different to all the different kinds of apps and the different versions of apps. So uh, MS Teams public use, MS Teams consumer. Microsoft 365, yeah, yeah consumer yeah. use, same, yeah. different, kind of the same. Okay, yeah. so it doesn't matter which one you use when you're in the office. No, it does because you've got different rules. Different. Oh, okay. It they're not the same. I mean, the point is that the differences are. Uh, sorry, the effort and work is where the differences are. Mm-hmm. Because here's what would happen if somebody opened up the wrong version of Teams. Okay, by mistake, they're trying to sit there and do something. What they're going to do? They're going to phone the service desk. Yes. All right, they're going to phone the help desk, and then the help desk is going to eventually work out half an hour in, what version of Teams did you open? Yes. And all that time and effort has been lost because somebody made a simple mistake of using the same application, but it was slightly different. Yes. What am I talking about I don't about disagree. Here? No idea, really. <laughs> Other than, What's the point you're trying to well, make? No, we're going to get on to the fact that <laughs> yeah. the adoption and, and governance and some of the rules around this stuff, but adoption specifically, you need to be able to work out whether or not I need to do additional training if I'm going to roll out changes. We've, we've been talking yes. about rolling out MS Teams new. Okay? Yes. And different ways to do it. First of all, you can just flick back from one to another, although Teams is quite a long way on now. It's... more or less production ready I think so yeah but it's still got differences but we think the differences are small enough to be able to just hey you know go from one to another yes and will we get questions to the service desk about a specific button that they use that's now not there anymore or not yet there or works slightly different probably yeah but but you will get that with word 2003 to word 2007 Agreed. Same thing. Agreed. Yeah. So you've still got to put the effort and word into them. So knowing that something is different mm-hmm. is important. Yes, of course, because everything if everything would stay the same, then we would not have to worry about going I, to a new I was thing. more thinking about the fact that we are in the position where we upgrade these applications or we change the applications. Or yeah, exactly. We upgrade them yep. to a newer version with different capabilities. 
with all the appropriate tools in place to make sure they work. Yes. Even if it does the same basic thing like drive me from A to B to get my croissants in the morning. If of course, it's because that's, they need to know uh, about it. that's a, a business need that we have. That's something we need to do. And the vehicle that we do it in might be different and might have different capabilities. So we think we've got 55 plus-ish, 60-ish apps. Yes. Is anybody really ever going to be an expert in every one of them? I, I believe not, except for Yannick Reekmans. <laughs> because Why? he seems to have no personal life whatsoever and he's 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 busy testing everything out every question i have that i ask him he always has an answer so i think like the seven billion people in the world they will never figure everything out except yannick uh, that's kind of not what I was saying. I was no. just, but that's okay, <laughs> I know, but I like I it. It's funny. I like it. Hi, Yannick. Yeah, I love you, mate. Even if you don't, it's fine. It's good. No, no, but but it is true. He's incredibly good at being able to work stuff out. Mm -hmm. And it's one of his superpowers. Hey, yeah. do you know how to do X and Y? No, I don't. But look, I can get in there. Give me a couple of days and I'll have it sorted for you. And he will. It's yeah. cool. It is cool. Superpower. Um, so... The reason we're going down this stuff is to try and really think about how we apply governance and adoption to to across such a varied set of applications. And we've already talked about the difference between Word and Word, one being on your desktop and one being in your browser. Same as Word for the Mac, which is also different. We've, oh, we've never thought about Mac apps. Word on iPhone, on iPads. Mobile apps. On Android. We must be up to 85 All now. different. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good point. So, oh, yeah. Oh, I do so want to count them all and work it all out. I need to get to a final number. I might not do it. We're not going to do it now. But no, 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 no. But we've got one person that we work with who has a work laptop with a Windows machine, but at home uses a Mac. Yes, we do know somebody that does that. You know who you are. You do. You do. Do yeah. you know something? Do you know how really complicated this process is? Seriously, seriously complicated. Chat GPT did not know the answer. <laughs> That's true. We asked Chat GPT and it came back with what? 25 applications? 25 applications, yeah. No, I have to say it does only get its intel until 2022 or something. Yeah, but that's only like uh, 18 months ago. Yeah. we It, it actually listed Microsoft Publisher twice. Yeah. I and don't know Dynamics why, twice. But, no, yeah, um, hmm, kind of weird. Okay. <laughs> but, well, it's a co-pilot. You know, there's there's another aspect as well to this that you think about, is that we don't worry about these apps. Like, you know, we're in a position where we, we, we roll out Microsoft 365, we kind of do a bunch of change stuff, mm -hmm. um, but we don't kind of panic about Excel being updated or PowerPoint being updated or Word being updated. We just, just take it for granted. We also take it for granted that people will find their way around it. True. If we go from, let's say, PowerPoint... 2019 and we migrate to powerpoint on office 365 yep 
Will we give everyone in the organization a refresher course on PowerPoint? Probably not. No. True. No. But for example, Excel this year got six new formulas. Six new formulas? Yes. What were they? I, I don't know all of them. But for example, you've got the, you used to have a VLOOKUP. Now yep. you also have an X lookup. That's right, you do. For yes, example, I remember and there are some, some other uh, formulas now in there as well. So would it be useful for your finance people, for example, who live in Excel every day, to give them like a little refresher course on the extra capabilities they now have? Tips Maybe. and tricks. The way how Excel. Excel behaves when you connect it with uh, external data, how you do your power pivot things. Maybe. I don't know. No, fair dues. I, I, I think if you add all this stuff together, it suddenly becomes a large amount of work. It's true, yes. And also if you now open up an, an older version of an application, you now see all the things that weren't there. Yeah. Earlier today... I got a question from somebody saying, look, on our old SharePoint 2013 environment, I've got a bunch of files and I actually want to download all these 50 files. How do I do that? And I just was like, you just select them all with one click and then you click on the download files button. Yeah, but if you select more than one file, the download button goes away. Oh. Yeah, you've got the opening explorer. Yeah, but that doesn't work anymore in Edge. Oh, so how do you these days download more than one document from SharePoint 2013 at the same time? You can't. There's just no way. And I do these things like all the time in the new SharePoint because it's it's just there. But that's just one of these basic functionalities that we didn't think about then. You know how you do it, though, don't you? Tell me. Groove, man. You need Groove, groove. yes. You need you to need connect groove. it with the OneDrive, with the old Groove OneDrive. One of one the drive. many, many sync yes. tools that Microsoft built into the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Groove. Because they tried to connect it with OneDrive, and they didn't want to do that. No, no. no so. I was actually at the public apology. Oh, yeah. Which That's Ignite well. was I at? Oh, I'm standing outside the door, but I can't work out which city I'm in. Atlanta, I'm guessing. No. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Come matter. back to me in a minute. Yeah. But. Crap. Um, yeah, so yes, I was at the public mm. apology. So right. that's cool. That's cool. Um, so do you actually uh build your powerpoint presentations in the web access version or in the desktop asset version it depends is the actual answer um no for example no no for real, real but for real yes um so if i need to create a new deck i will probably do that in the application if i just need to add a slide in and it's somewhere online on you, a tenant. you just need to slip one in. Yes. Slip one bit. Let me <laughs> just slip one in go. between those. There we go. Furry, furry pussy and gold cock. We he's just waking, slip one he's waking in. up. Yes. Um, then uh, I might just use... So mainly I'm using web versions if I know that if I want to open it up 
on my uh, proper application yeah. that I need to log in again. I don't want to log in again. So if I'm using a SharePoint from one of my customers oh, gotcha. and I want to open it up in the application, I need to, because I'm logged in with a different yeah, account, fabulous, blah, fabulous, blah, fabulous. blah, then I'll just, I'll just do it in the web version. I think the most reality-based situation is it just opens and you start editing it. You don't think. You only realize it when you try to do something Mm-hmm. that is um, not on there or, or the button's in a different place or something's missing. And Yeah, and but to be to be fair, Word, Excel and PowerPoint, the tools, I'm, well, the, 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 the functionalities I'm using, they're in both versions. Oh, I you're never, still using baby versions. Yeah, exactly. Tools, I'm, uh, I never run into things that I can't do in web, Word, Excel, PowerPoint. I do it more in uh, certainly PowerPoint than Word. Things that don't quite work out. Yeah. Okay. You need some more water? Yes, please. So I think in PowerPoint where you're trying to do things like group stuff, for example, or work out stack stuff one on top of the other, bring front and that kind of stuff, you've got more variations. Alignments, you've got more You've got more variations, but I did it uh, last week and that all worked in the web version. So you never use the desktop version then? I do. If if but I why? know, if I am opening files from my own OneDrive, for example, I'll happily do that in PowerPoint because I just click it open and it opens in PowerPoint. I never, ever use the web versions if I can help it, unless it's by mistake. Okay. Yep. Absolute by mistake. Okay. All right. So one of the questions then is um, the difference between the two is um, you can kind of innovate more if you've got more functionality. Like you can you can do more in your car. You can relax more in your car because it's got super-duper auto cruise control than in mm-hmm. your Lada, for example. So, yes. you know, you can actually, I don't know, it's a bad example, isn't it? And that's really? why you also pay more for this than the Lava, for example. That is true, yeah. of course, actually. And also, the web versions are free. Yeah. If you have access, of course, to your tenant, which you generally do. Yeah, but if you're a guest user with yep. your Gmail account or whatever, and you log on into a tenant or into a Teams or a SharePoint where you're a guest member, you get you're, web version. You have a free version of uh, web. No, I agree entirely. All right, so maybe my context that I said earlier about you can do more and be more inventive may not be the case. May not be the case. I don't think so. Also, Microsoft rolls out all their new tools, tools and features, toys and features, to the web version first. You're not wrong. I've, it's been the other way around. I've got caught out where I go for, I do something, and then when I try and find it, try and do it in the app, it's not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they do have more capability in terms of software functionality that they can implement in. Yeah, and they can also version. just rapidly prototype. There are yeah. more iterations uh, because I'm not going to install a new version of Excel every week, but yeah. if I'm using it on the web, it's that easy. No, I agree entirely. I do get that. Um, the other area that is worth touching on is uh, a change that over the last sort of 15 years or so is that um, you used to provide all new employees with training on how to use Word and how to use Excel and how to use PowerPoint. And there's a kind of expectation around now. There's a kind of expectation that everybody knows how to work with these tools. You don't even ask them at the interview anymore. 
No, that's true. No, it's actually implicitly requested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's true. What about those um, new features, though? For example, uh, out, New Outlook will have a whole bunch of new ways of working. And when people, like, when things like Copilot comes in place, you know, I can see searching for content will be a lot more different and, and change a lot over the next few years. Actually, that's a really good point that you make. So if we're going to roll out Copilot in the organization, do we need to train people on the use of Copilot? Or do we just roll it out and say, play with it? When you're paying 30 euros a month for it per user, I think you want to train them so that they can get the most out of it. Yes. <clears throat> but then, of course, the question is, this is a self-thinking kind of tool. Self-thinking tool. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. I've been listening to way too many podcasts about this, but... Um, I have an understanding of what it can do. I have an understanding of what I can ask it to do. Yeah. I can teach other people what that could be. Yeah. But what will happen over the next months or years is that people will come up with different questions, more innovative ways of asking the co-pilot to do something. So, for example, I can ask it to do give me a list of something, but I could also ask it to add those things in a table. And that table I can copy into something else. But that's you can a do better that with way. a mouse. Yeah, I know. I know, but that's a better way of asking for something. And I could maybe ask you to list me all the questions that were asked in this meeting, but there's probably a bunch more and better questions that can be asked. Like I don't know. That's the that's the thing I'm trying to say. Like other people will come up with more and better ways of working with this. So do we give training around this is the idea of it and now you can ask it whatever you want? Or do we give a very hands-on training and say these are some scenarios that you can get out of it? It's all about value, isn't it? It's all about where people can either, they can get extra value if they do X and Y and Z on this mm -hmm. application, but actually they don't have time to go X, Y and Z because they've got to do their day-to-day -day work. Yeah. And then so you've really got to be able to train them on how to use an application to save them time, to give them more capacity, more whatever they need, resources, yeah. uh, that would basically pay for the 30 euros a month. True. Yeah. So that's where that. you need yep. to go. Um, I don't know where there's much more to say on this. Um, I, it, it's a, a, it's a, a, a podcast where we've been jumping everywhere. So I think that what might be fun is to try and bring some of this together. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we were wondering whether this actually would make a podcast. We, we kind of got some time in, so mm -hmm. that's cool. But I'm not quite sure whether we've managed to get to a focus there are a I, large number of applications and every application even if it's called word is different and requires an approach to change and training yes. unique to the application yes although you can do differential training of course well there are different ways of of 
training of how far do you need to go with training as well like there's a just enough kind of way like you should only teach people what they need to know to do their job but will you then get all the value out of it what about innovation within the workforce if you just train people on click the button or you tell them something else like this button does this and this and this and then they can maybe come back with saying what if you also made a button that does this and this so right. there's there's a fine line between learning what you need to know to do your job or learning enough about the product so that you can make so that you can suggest upgrades and improvements I don't know whether I should ask the question that is in my mind. Yes, it's different. <laughs> no. No, it's more complicated okay. than that. The question is, let's stop bitching and let's open up that bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Could be. Could be. But I was okay. I was actually thinking more around the stuff we were talking about yesterday around what makes a citizen developer. And in terms of giving them the capability and the tools to actually create workflows, for example, mm -hmm. as an application would require a huge amount of investment of time and resources for training. But you suddenly end up with a workforce that is able to Automate create things. automations. Yeah. You mm. know. yeah. So I was wondering, therefore, whether there was a direct line between what I know and don't know and what I can learn. So whether that line yes. actually, is, is that something we would need to know? So for example, let's take workflow. All right, you, you mm -hmm. create a team site. If you've got the application, the, the Power App application, which you generally have available for people to click on and use and they start to create workflows. Um, is that something that you would need to be more aware of or something that you can actually just leave it out there as an application? I think that it requires guardrails on the one hand and proper knowledge on the other hand in order to successfully use it in the business. But does that mean that they they need to have a set of skills around understanding the value of workflow and automation? Yes. Earlier today, I was in a meeting uh, for a customer, and um, it was about the uh, receptionists uh, in that organization. The, the 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 they wanted to improve how they are working. So I suggested, what if we put some booking systems in place. For example, they've got a bike that people can use to drive around the city. It's, a, it's the Netherlands. It's the Netherlands. Okay. They have SharePoint. So what happens today is that they send an email to the receptionist and the receptionist looks into the in her agenda yeah, where she writes she in her agenda. Star. Exactly, yeah. yes. So I suggest why don't we set up a booking system for this? Now, this is a company with 60 people, so... What the manager said was, will that give us enough value? Will setting this system up to book a bike and to see when you can book a bike, yeah. would that, setting up that system, would that provide us with enough value 
of improving that system instead of doing it just the way we've been doing it today. So it depends really how they define that value, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so how, what conclusions did they... What a beautiful color that is. Oh, that is So nice. what conclusions did they come to when it came to uh, defining that value? Well, what we came to as a conclusion is that we need to test it out because we also don't want to give the poor people of the reception area too little to do. Yeah, that's true. Which is a problem by its own right. Uh, it um, is, yeah. Receptionists leave. It, yes, exactly. Uh, but we also, because we're so small, like, is there going to be enough use of these things? And do we really want to implement all kinds of self-help uh, things, of self-service things? Self-service uh, service chat box. Yeah, How are kind you of, feeling yeah. today? Yeah. I'm feeling like I might go for a bike ride. Well, I could book you a bike with reception if you like. Exactly. <laughs> and what is the bike's name? Her name is Julie. She rides very well. No, no, let's not go down that line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. All right, you're tired. I think I'm it's tired. time the for dog's a dog's tired. And I've a got a whiskey. one liter bottle of Speyside single malt scotch whiskey. And it's called? The White Cask. Okay. Which is a very cool name, actually. It is a very cool name. I've never seen a white cask no. before. And, of course, it's the Travel Retail Exclusive. Yes. Which means it's in a one-liter box. Yes. So it's not a whiskey that you've probably not drank before, but it's also in a bottle that you haven't probably drank it in <laughs> before as well. No. Unless you've been on the boat to Dover, Calais. So Moraine and I... Obviously, we're, we're coming back. We drove back and we came back via the boat. Mm. Uh, and inevitably, we ended up steering ourselves left after the coffee shop uh, to go just to see what's in the shop. Yeah, just to get some Lego or yeah, candy absolutely. or whatever. That's yeah. what we came to. Yeah. But then we just bumped into a rack of signs that kept saying, two bottles for £49. Just by accident. Just by accident. Mm -hmm. Two bottles yes. for £69. Two yeah. bottles for £89. Now, of course, many of the bottles we've kind of already tasted or looked at or have them in our collection. Have multiple versions yeah. of it. Yes. We, but we started looking for something that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. So we came across uh, a whiskey called White Cask, which, again, I thought was a, a great name. It was Speyside, which is... Just recently seems to be uh, popular for me. I don't know why, but we've okay. been doing a lot yeah. of tasting around okay. Speyside whiskies. Mm -hmm. And this particular one um, hit my, crossed my attention because it's actually um, uh, a special white oak cask. So uh, rather than the kind of normal oak, it's a white oak cask, which is where it gets its name from. Uh, and more importantly, it's a guaranteed first fill. So mm -hmm. it's had maker's mark or you know somebody else's bourbon in that white mm -hmm. oak cask. Uh, and then, of course, they filled it, uh, brought, shipped it across here and filled it then with Scotch malt whiskey uh, from the Speyside and matured it for three and a half years in a first fill cask. So it uh, appealed. So there we go. I'm going to pour it now, if that's okay with you. That is very okay. Do you want me to do it? Um, okay, what am I going to do then when you do that? I don't know. 
Yeah, uh, you can get the tasting notes. I can do the tasting notes. I can absolutely do the tasting notes because I, I kind of already have them here already to rock and roll anyway. So it's a nice color in the bottle. It's actually kind of a, a, a kind of it's not a light amber, but it's not dark either. Um, and uh, yeah, go on, just a touch more then. Perfect, perfect. But it's very light and bright. You know, it, I, I've, if I didn't know better, because it's not a petered whiskey, I would expect this to be a petered taste because it has that lightness about it. Ooh. Ooh. Sweet. It's a very sweet nose. Very so I gripped nose. some of my fingers. So what one does is then just... How do you call that? Rub. Rub your hands together, <laughs> exactly. Mm, I get some like dark bread. Yeah, oh, really? Maybe that's because I just ate some dark bread. It could all be. It smells like dark bread. Hey, mm. kind of. It's, um, mm. oh, peaches. Peaches for me. Mm, I do get peaches Millions in here. Of so tasting this, you're supposed to get shortbread vanilla oak with sweet toffee apples. I get the toffee. Yeah, I don't only really get the toffee, but I get the sweetness. But and the apples, yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, yeah, right. I get kind of peaches. I do get peaches a lot. It's very apples and pears. It's fruity. Fruity. I think we can definitely say it's fruity. Yes, absolutely. So that's a great. I nose. could even say that it kind of smells even almost Irish, but it's a little too heavy for an Irish. Yeah, I was going to go more with the Japanese, that kind of fruity mm. aromatics, lychee kind of, uh, yeah, kind of edge. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Either way, it actually does smell like a good space side. To be fair. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of got the aromatics around yeah. it. Yeah. Nose is. 10 out of 10. I would suggest it yeah. is, actually. It's got some nice variety in there. I have to say, yeah, exactly. Mm, all right. For a £25 bottle, this nose is 10 out of 10. In fact, we can just pour it down the sink now. We've just got our money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> if we're defining value. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. The nose is, is very nice. I love the color as well. Steve's going in, and he's got pain on his ulcers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first taste is going to bite you, take your back out, paint the back of your throat off. It has got a bite to it. Oh, making me eyes water. But I think it'll come through in a minute. I think it's just the first taste. Oh, I think it's very mellow, actually. Is it? Then it's just me I and don't my, have the... my current uh, state of my cold or whatever this is that's... Uh, mm. Interesting finish. It's though. chewy though, isn't it? For it's a, a little chewy, yeah. yeah. But also, after a few seconds, my the finish just comes back with I've a little hint of pepper, but not not very peppery. Just a little hint. Hey, mm. not bad mm. at all. I did fancy it. I saw the box and thought I like that. I was went with a you know that dress looks nice. Um. So yeah, that first fill edition. Uh, of a Speyside whiskey in a brand new bourbon cask. Um, actually, it's very nice. It is very smooth and very mellow. I have to say, this has no big bite. This has no oomph. It's not a power whiskey. It's not a thinking whiskey no. either. It's just super smooth. 
And um, that um, that peachy taste I get um, actually goes through to the finish. Mm-hmm. And you're right; it comes back with a with a bit of a a peppery bite. Yeah, down the palate, down the side of your tongue. Yeah. Wow, it's a very unusual drink. Summer whiskey. I know we've passed absolutely the summer. a summer it whiskey. Would be yes, really nice sitting yeah. outside on the patio. I wouldn't put any ice in it because nope. the ice would just water it down too much. No, it's too subtle. Yeah. So there we go. Actually, this is a very, very pleasant surprise. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So if you happen to be on the DFS ferries going between um, uh, Calais and... Dover. Dover. No. Dover and Dunkirk. Dunkirk. No. Yes. Or Calais, Calais and Dunkirk. Dover. No, Calais, no. Dunkirk. Cal- no, Dover, no. Dunkirk. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, France and England. Exactly. All right. And uh, you get into the store and you see the white cask. I and Moraine highly recommend it, actually. Yeah. It's 41% proof, so it's not overly, uh, it's not cast strength or anything. No. Um, so what have we, because we got into it and without really reading the rest of the notes here. So buttery toast with sweet soft roots on the palate. I, the toast is the chewy yes. bit. Yeah, that yeah. kind of feeling. Yeah. And that buttery the mouth, mouthful. thing I yeah. still have in my mouth. Yeah, And a smooth and gentle finish, which is absolutely right, with silky sweetness. Not bad tasting notes, It is notes, very actually. sweet. Yeah, Not bad exactly. taste notes at all. Well, good choice, my friend. That was quite yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, we did. Well, we got did we? Uh, we got uh, three others as well. <laughs> uh, yes. So we'll, and I we'll might or might out. not have opened one or two of the other ones have yesterday. Really? Oh, yes. you've not left them as a surprise. I've not had time to, uh, not a chance to do that. No. So, so that's quite cool. Bit of an odd podcast, folks. We were well aware, and I'm not entirely certain it was the best idea in the world to actually move <laughs> forward with. Um, we kind was, of went all over the place. We did. Well, we didn't. We talked about applications. Uh, yes. That's what we did. And we uh, talked yes. about rolling them out and, and users and, and bringing them together. So uh, it's just that we really took the piss out of, well, I took the piss out of you yes. a little bit. Um, That's fine. But That's fine. I just wanted to get to a large number of applications. Yes. But I don't think I was wrong. You no, no, you were not think, wrong. You know, no. the, the the web applications are there to deliver a, a level of service. Yep. Normal applications are, are raised up a different level. The web applications are, are really cool. So so Visio, for example, Visio for the web is available without having to to buy, buy what the, is an yeah. indi- a, a separately individual license. And unbelievably product. powerful. Very. Can it do everything Absolutely. that the Visio default can? No. No. But same thing with Word. With Word for web, agreed, I cannot print labels. Yeah. That's true. I can't do that. How many times do I do that? Well, I think I've done that in 2004 <laughs> for the last time. Does that bother me? No, absolutely not. No. So so I think that you've got to use the application and work out where it's going to add value for you and accept that as a requirement. But here's, here's the thing that we, we've been skirting around, actually, throughout the whole podcast, is... What's it going to take to actually make the adoption successful around these? So you sit there and go, hey, we're going to give you Word, and Word, you can do this, and PowerPoint, you can do this. We never really think and say, 
Word on the web will do this and Word on the application will do this. I normally do that in, in every training session, my daily training session around collaboration document management. I always point out that the web versions get new features first, that they have new capabilities that you don't have in Word, Excel, PowerPoint, uh, installed versions, fat clients, uh, but they also don't have all the power that the uh, fat clients have. You are such a good little MVP. I think so. <laughs> Actually, so do I for that matter, without the sarcasm. No. Um, all right, fair dues. Fair dues. But it, it does mean that it's extra work if you're going to start looking at the variations between the different applications. It's something that Absolutely. you need to be yes. very, one of very One of the most brilliant things that we have today is that macros in Excel... In the, in the uh, web version, you can build these now with JavaScript. Really? JavaScript is the language for macros in Excel because it's a far better language than old VB that's been around for 30 years. You can, ask, you can do web service calls. You can do um, workflows. There's so many things that you can do. And you have the same thing like with macros that you can just record them, do all your actions, save that, change that, tweak that, whatever. It's now in the web version. Well, it's been in the web version for over a year now. So let's, let's just go back again to what we're trying to get people to understand is that some of the things are changing quite rapidly because that mm -hmm. was definitely one of the things which I thought you were going to say, you know, macros are not available in Excel. Uh, no, the, the VB macros but, are not uh, available in not Excel for the web. No? No. No, okay, that's fine. That's cool. Um, but there are differences that we've somehow got to include mm -hmm. in our adoption program to make people are aware yeah. uh, of those things that, look, hey, yes, go ahead, use the web apps. You might find some new features in there, but some of your trusted features that you enjoyed are just not going to be there. Yeah. So then Actually, you need to know... I will just open this in the client app and, and away I go. Actually, because now we see the One Outlook, the Project Monarch, where they put the uh, web version for Outlook as the code base for all the Outlooks. Correct. I'm guessing that this will happen for Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote as well very soon. It sounds like a reasonable strategy, won't it? Yeah. In which case, there'll be less differential between the applications. Yeah. There will be just one version, and they can just iterate so much faster. Yeah. It would make perfect sense, I think. Yeah, it would be a, a way forward. But what's interesting is that there is a different feel to these new applications to the old applications. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that you constantly need to keep people updated with. Yeah. Uh, it's something we struggle to do as well in all of our projects. You know, yep. we don't communicate these things out enough because people are not going to start. They're not going to listen to them after a while. But then again, is it going to stop them using them? So, do, are we panicking a little bit? Do we need to tell them the difference? People are smart enough to work out the difference between the web app version and the desktop version. Yes, one assumes. All right. Well, I think it's time to say goodbye because we're approaching exactly one hour. So Again? We, yeah, exactly. I want to finish on the hour. So we have one minute to fill out. 
Yeah. Do I include the music in the hour? Ooh. <laughs> All right. Now. All right. So where will we be live this year? We will be in Lisbon. We will be live in Lisbon, uh, focusing on our goals. Yes. And we are going to be very, very, very live in the Rye at ESPC. In Amsterdam. Where we may be bringing you an award-winning podcast. Mm -hmm. Or we may just be bringing you a normal podcast (laughs) um, on the Corview stand in Mm -hmm. the exhibition space. Where we will be running two or three podcasts live every day for the three days. And... uh, we might even be getting involved with a whiskey or two at night with an incredible selections of whiskey mm-hmm. at the end of day one and day two. Yeah, we'll bring the proper bottles. We have got a bottle of whiskey that can only be bought in Scotland. It's a distillery edition. Yeah. And it's um, our favorite smoky whiskey, probably, uh-huh. and it's not from Eileen, uh-huh. that's finished in an Oloroso cask. Mm-hmm. And there is one cask, and I've got two bottles out of it. Oh, baby. One for each night. And we haven't mm. tasted it. <laughs> so, yes, we are going to be live at ESPC uh, on the Corview stand. Come and say hi. Come and listen to some of the podcasts. Uh, we'll get a chance to do a bit of a shout-out. You'll get a chance to ask a question. Um, but what's really, really cool, we've got some incredible guests. Yes, so it's going to be, yeah, that's going to be so, so cool. Yeah. All right. More about that later. More about that later. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Hopefully you enjoyed the waffle. I think when I play this back sometime at the weekend, I'm going to go, this is better than I thought it was. And I'm full of energy now. Now it's bedtime. I've, <laughs> I've <laughs> now you're jumping my, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was pretty cool. Thank you, my friend driving over here and doing what needs to be done no problem thank you guys for listening um we're at episode 123 um maybe when we get to 125 we'll tell you that we've renamed ourselves yes we'll tell you about that in the next podcast all right all right good night from steve dolby ciao